cool. Just everything. Yo, yo. All right, man. El Feria team. A huevo. A huevo. Estás listo? Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's get started. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Del Loco Podcast. This is episode number 45. Número 45. Nice. Uh, today, guys, this is special and it's super huge for me. I have the privilege and the honor. And I will get to my guest right now. Uh, but guys, if you're listening to episode number 45, I appreciate you guys for tuning in today. Uh, but this, guys, you're going to want to stay tuned the entire thing. It's going to be a super good one. Uh, but you can listen to the local podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Spotify. And then also, too, if you would like, go ahead and go to YouTube. You go to YouTube, you type in the local podcast. You see this papi chulazo in el wallpaper. Subscribe, por favor. De la campanita también. Make sure you get that going. So, guys, this is episode number 45. And right now... We have, I have the privilege to say that today, my special guest for episode number 45 is none other than the OG, Chingle Bling. Triple OG. Triple OG, baby. The, the honor and the privilege is all mine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Triple OG, thank Sucks. you so much for being here, man. Thank you, bro. Shout out to uh, La Comadre, Chonai. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Chonai. Shout out to Chonai, and uh, she was the plug, if you want to say, okay. the plug for all this. Uh, so I'd like to welcome my guests, and since you're here for episode number 45, Icono Shades, looking yeah. like a triple OG, yeah. gotta welcome you in today. I'm still waking up, I'm still waking up. Podcast. Still waking up? Yeah, I'm still waking up, bro, that's why I gotta have the shades. <laughs> hey, bro, there ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. This, this, it's my um, it's my defense mechanism, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, you, it's all good, bro. You know. Don't, don't, don't. Don't worry about it, bro. Hey, fuck it. If, if they're a little smudged, <laughs> you know, still hit the campanita, even that, if, if my shades are smudged. But don't worry. It's going to be, you know, we'll be here for a minute. There you go. The shades will come off and shit at some point. There you go. They will come off. So let's introduce <laughs> it, baby. We'll get wake you up a little bit. Estás escuchando de Loco Podcast. What's up, my brother? Uh, for for foremost, first and foremost, ando bien nervioso. You ando fanboying acá. Growing up, uh, Chingo Bling still is reveling here today. Uh, but growing up back in the day, Chingo Bling was the dude, the one and only. Super relevant. And super relevant. <laughs> Very super relevant still to this like, day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it's a, there's some people, and I'm only saying that because Gen Z, mm -hmm. who's Chingo Bling? Who is that? Yeah, some of them are starting to find out. They're starting to find out. But it's the millennials, yeah. they, you know, all those other people that we grew up watching you <laughs> and seeing you wearing the Jinko jeans, baggy clothes. Damn, Jinko jeans? <laughs> <laughs> I never owned a pair of Jinko jeans no? for the record. Now. No, no. What kind no. of jeans were they then? I made un poquito baggy. Uh, back in my baggy look, yeah, it, yeah. Um, it was just always like random jorts. Some random kind of jorts? Like, like jean shorts. That was like big... With the tall tees. Tall tees. Yeah, it was that rapper era, the ratchet. Yeah. You know, early 2000s, <laughs> mid 2000s. Early 2000s, man. Which... But, but you're right, though. Like, a lot of people don't know. And that not only is it a humbling thing to be like, you know, you're kind of under the radar. Like, you're big time with some people. And, and the cool thing is that, like, now with stand-up comedy, because my show is so universal... That when we do get a diverse audience, whether it's, it doesn't matter where we're performing, but like, it might be different demographics depending on what lineup you're on. Yeah. 
And it's like, you still got to be able to deliver. And now you're reaching all these people that are like, man, I think I heard of you. Or like, where did you do? You know, you mentioned this on your thing. So you've been around. And that's always cool because it's just like endless possibilities. And then even now with social media, there's like the young generations like, dude, on TikTok right now, you're trending with these people. Or like, yo, on Facebook, you're, oh yeah, you know, my tia. And you just <laughs> see the range. You see the analytics where it's like, yo, you're getting 14 year olds to 25, but also you got the 45 to 55, but also you, your people in your 30. Yeah. So, yo le doy parejo. We just trying to, just trying to uh, be consistent, give people the funny, the funny material. Funny material, and, yeah. And going city to city. I will be here in San Antonio October 12th through the 15th at the Laugh Out Loud. So Laugh Out Loud, baby. That's awesome, man. But, but it's a cool gig, man. I get to yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. I get to. Drive into San Antonio, have some cool conversations. Yeah, dude. I love the city. I got a lot of people out here. I started out here. Really? I went to college out here. That's really where it all began. Chingle so B. you went to the, what, what college did you go uh, to here in San Antonio? Trinity. Mm -hmm. Trinity. La yeah. Trinidad. I just paid them back for the loans. So. No way. Uh, it was a few years ago. I gave them their last check. Really? Uh, the last 10 grand. Check like, here you on. go. That's before they started saying that everybody could get pardoned. But, um. But yeah, I paid it. So they they brag about me. They say he's distinguished alumni. Like, oh, Chingo Bling came here. Like, when you get a tour, if you try to take your kids to get a tour, yeah, 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 they be like, oh, yeah, I know Chingo Bling came here, but I ain't getting no two percent discount. You ain't getting that two percent. Nothing, five percent. Like a famous alumni. They bro. They took all the checks on sote. Yeah. They didn't tell you, hey, now, bro. You know, what? we'll go ahead and give you a cut mm -hmm. since you're our alumni here. And yeah. during the tours, we got your picture up here. Yeah. People walking by. Chingo Bling, yeah, Chingo yeah, Bling, discount. he came here, he came here at discount. That's cool, man, that's cool. So, dude, I mean, for me personally, of course, you started off your career rapping. That was your thing. Uh, so what kind of made you kind of transition? Because you're already funny. Let me just put you out there. You're already funny. So kind of what kind of implemented you to kind of transition into the comedy, like in just that overtaking mm -hmm. more of your rap game? Well, comedy was my initial dream. That was my initial goal. And not to give you the whole long story, but when I was able to shift gears, like I literally had to put the whole rap game, like touring, all that, like on the back burner. Yeah, like yeah. I had to start turning down gigs. Like I'm not going to your car show. I'm not doing no, none of that meet and greet stuff right yeah. now. Like I just felt like I was getting, I was getting burnt out and I just needed a little bit of a space and break to... To be like, okay, for example, I started getting into acting. I wanted to show people that I was more than just boots and a hat. Yeah. Because that goes, where's the hat? You're wearing the boots. Where's the hat? You got yeah, the yeah, hat yeah. on. Where's the boots? You know, <laughs> you got the hat and the boots. Where's Cleto? You got Cleto. Where's the tamales? <laughs> it's like, damn, man, I can't satisfy everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I got the opportunity nine years ago to pursue my stand-up comedy dream by participating like my, my buddy uh frank lopez compound films he started producing some comedy shows where he was putting together lineups and showcasing talent yeah, yeah. and i was like man i want to get into that too man i was like man i know it's hard and i've tried it once and i, I failed i bombed and you know but i'm down to experiment on y'all's show like i'll do 10 minutes like i don't want people's expectations to be so high because so yeah. i'm just starting and it's funny because I just performed in Las Vegas and uh, our friends that live out there now, um, she was at my first, she was um, 
my wife's friend, well, she's my wife's friend, but like nine years ago when I first went on stage, she was in the crowd. I didn't want my girl to go because I knew it was going to be bad yeah, yeah, yeah. on me. And, uh, but I was diving in, but she filmed and she showed it to my girl. And my girl was like, well, I'm glad you improved because that first time. <laughs> no vale. <I> <laughs> Dang, dude. That's cool, man. That's super cool how you were able to kind of transition into all that. Uh, but I mean, honestly, so when you first started, so originally you're from Houston, Houston, correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, so starting out in Houston, there's a lot of rappers in Houston. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how was that? Like you trying to get up to everybody's like, you got big names out there in Houston. So you coming up in the game, were you trying to compete or trying to stay there? Or did you already know where you were going to go or? No, great question. Because I was in San Antonio already starting to um, immerse myself in the local scene, like making connections. Uh, I had my Sunday night college radio show. So I was able to play local talent. Oh, nice. You know, I was able to network and collaborate, like do skits on people's albums, whether it was like Tone City Records, Last Hour Records, you know, my boy Fade Dog. Yeah, like yeah. Just different artists, um, third degree, like just networking. And... Um, I was always intimidated by the idea of trying to compete in Houston because I knew Houston was like a big trendsetter for our state. You know, I felt like a lot, like you said, like, yeah, yeah. man, a lot of the big people that tore down the doors in hip hop out of Texas were from Houston. Yeah. I, obviously there's different scenes and different oh, yeah, artists yeah. from different markets. However, me being from Houston, I was like, Oh no, I can't slay that dragon. Like, their expectations are going to be high. Oh, um, those are, you know, a lot of them dudes, they real gangsters. Like, I'm not talking about gangster stuff. And I don't know how I'm ever, because in Houston, the perception is like, everybody thinks they're a star. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody's yeah. fly. Oh, yeah, everybody's Everybody's fly. competing with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, I don't even want those problems. But I started getting feedback. Yeah. People started telling me like, yo, my little brother, and his friends, man, that they're middle school and, you know, they're in eighth grade and they be bumping your shit. They making copies and they quoting you and they trying to dress like you. And I was like, really? Where's the school at again? Dallas? They're like, no, no, no. Houston. I was like, wait, are you sure? So when I started getting feedback, like, no, bro, they're bumping you in Houston, bro. It's not just San Antonio, Corpus Christi, the Valley or a little bit of Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. It's like, no, Houston, too. It's like, are you sure for real? How many people? Is it just one school or two? <laughs> And so that was like, oh, wow, that was a big confidence boost. Yeah. Dang, bro. I mean, honestly, when I, so I don't want to make you feel like, oh, you know what I mean? I am. I am. <laughs> but, cool. you know, I'm going to hit 31 this year, right? So when well, you're I, a baby. you know, I'm a baby still, right? But when I first started hearing yours, it's kind of like everybody was, if you want to say, because it, it's true what you're saying, everybody was dressing just like you in the schools. When I was in middle school, people had the baggy pants. Especially Halloween, boy. Bro, baggy pants. <laughs> and usually during the Halloween week, if you want to say, people would go into Chingo school bling. wearing chingo bling, wearing Sass. the big baggy pants, baggy Vámonos. shirts, las botas, cowboy oh. hats. And teachers were, teachers were confused, bro. Some fake jewelry. <laughs> maybe a little rooster. A little rooster, bro. And some uh, people were confused as to... Teachers. Like, why, why are y'all? What, what, who's this? What's with the foil in the teeth, kids? What's the foil in the teeth, guys? ¿Qué es eso? Chingo yeah. bling, chingo yeah. bling. Doesn't that hurt your teeth? Yeah, yeah bro. They, I mean, a lot of teachers are confused. But growing up, know. yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know. And was it their fault? No, it wasn't. They just weren't, you know, in tune. TikTok mm -hmm. wasn't around at the time. Mm -hmm. YouTube was around, but it wasn't as big. 
you, as it is I now. I remember when YouTube started. Like, I remember when all that shit. I remember when MySpace started. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. So I, you're on social media everywhere, right? But my thing is, you started off on, on MySpace and then YouTube. So did, before, yeah. So did you start off with your YouTube videos, like your music videos and stuff like that? And then MySpace or MySpace and then YouTube? I think whatever came first. I think MySpace came out first. Like, I remember... Um, some radio DJ friends of mine being like, dude, you have a MySpace? It's the newest thing. And I'm like, bro, we're out here slanging these mixtapes. We're in the studio. We're at these car shows. We're at the flea market. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they're like, dude, Pharrell has a MySpace. Everybody has a MySpace. Snoop has a MySpace. I was like, what is a MySpace? Yeah, what is that? And um, and they started breaking it down. They're like, dude, it's going to be big. It's like social media. You know, it was also foreign. It's like, what? I was like, I got a website already. That's MySpace. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, I got MySpace, a website. Yeah. We got a forum. We got a chat room. We got a message board, and the fans are on there. And they can't wait for the next release, and they know what city we're coming to. And um, and then also, I remember when YouTube came about, where I saw the opportunity, and I told like my whole team, like, "Yo, we need somebody." We didn't really execute it properly, but I was like, I need somebody to be in charge of this YouTube thing. I know it's going to be big. And like nobody, I don't know, I was young. I didn't know how to be a leader. So like nobody really <laughs> picked up my hint of like, yo, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. real, for real, we need to like yeah. attack this thing. Because I saw it as like, this is going to be the new pond with the new fish. Like, like this is going to be a way to reach people and connect with people and build community and, and show them what you got going on behind the scenes. And I remember, I think it was our first, one of our first YouTube videos. Um, I think it was me and my boy, Lucky Luciano. We like went on some golf course and we're just out there fooling around, like joking, hitting the ball and like dressing up. He yeah, had, yeah. He had this whole like Ralph Lauren golf caddy outfit thing. <laughs> but like we uploaded it. We're like, oh snap, people people really watching this yeah. stuff and they're quoting the, their favorite part and they're quoting the funny thing I said. And, and they're asking, you know, where are they? We're like interacting. So I was like, Oh man, this is going to be huge. So you're already ahead of your time, bro. Then I, I got, mean, then I got kicked off of YouTube and then I had to start it over. You got kicked off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. Was it for a good reason? It was basically, um, not to interrupt you. You were on the road. Basically, no, no. yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Long you're good. story short, Matteo Juventino, he started doing fight reaction videos. Allah. So they were like, we would take videos off of YouTube of like street fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured, well, it's on YouTube. I mean, they didn't get kicked off. So now I'm just going to like react and comment like, <laughs> a la madre, no mames, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before you know it, it was like, ding, 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 three strikes. Yeah. No way, dude. Yeah. Three strikes and that was it. I mean, was it off of one video or did you have several and then they just... They like piled up fast. Oh. It was kind of like, hey, here's your strike. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, that <laughs> sucks. And then you don't check your email for a couple of days. And then they're like... Um, Otra. They're like, oh, and also, by the way, like you posted this thing a couple of years ago. And like we went and like, we started looking. Type CIA. Of thing. So they basically like deleted the <coughs> channel with all the content that was on there. No way. So music videos, skits... um, some of that is probably good that it got deleted because it's just like whatever. We did so much. It probably wasn't all John Blaze. Yeah. But um, but I remember one voiceover I did of the Magic Mesh <coughs> infomercial. I had did a, a voiceover to the commercial. And a lot of people to this day are like, dude, I wanted to show your friend, my friends the Magic Mesh voiceover. Where is it? I can't find it. And it's like, damn, that, that left, that went. Gone. On, on that channel. Gone. 
Dang, bro. It's okay, good, so bro. do you remember what was your first video that you posted? I mean, what day it was or was uh, it? On YouTube? Yeah. No, nah, I don't remember, but no? I, I think it was that golf video. The golf video? Mm -hmm. What did we say, like 12 years ago? 13? Man, uh, whenever YouTube kind of started, it right? might have been... It might have been 15 years ago. 15 years ago? Easily. Easily? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you started doing all that stuff, and then I started to see, what is it, what is it right now that you're doing the RPT show? Mm -hmm. what, what is that? What is that about? Uh, RPT, right now, we're kind of evolving <laughs> it. Where um, So Red Pilt and Miles is the podcast. So right now, basically, the way we're approaching it, because it's all a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, like our last episode we just uploaded. We basically cover uh, current events and like world news, like had like current relevant things from a big homie's perspective. Yeah. So I'm able to like look up a thing where they'll be like, "Oh, check out this video um, where Jocko Willink says this is how you should, you know, raise your kids or whatever." And I might look at it and be like, "You know what? This is actually some good game or whatever." So it kind of started off like very political, but now I'm not really boxed in by that. It's just like. These days, they can make anything political. Oh, yeah. So so in order to keep you from wanting to comment on it, I guess, or to want to stay away from it. Yeah, stay things. away from it. But basically, we're just like giving people good game, um, just a big homie perspective um, for people that want to hear about, like, we might talk about, like, if shit hits the fan, how are we going to survive? You know what I mean? Like, what's yeah, up yeah, with yeah. the currency? What's up with the dollar? Yeah. Uh, survival things. We might... I might nerd out about jujitsu for about 15, 20 minutes. Jujitsu? Yes, sir. Is that something uh, you just got into? You've always loved or? Nah, I honestly didn't really know anything about it. And I stumbled into this gym with my, um, she was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah. She used to, she was getting into bodybuilding and she was like, all right, I got to like step up my cardio. She's like, there's this self-defense jujitsu gym I used to go to and they got some classes. Do you want to come with me? And it was like cardio kickbox. It's like pair up. Like it was like, you know, it was one of those classes. Where it's like kick the thing and then throw 10 elbows and ah. then punch and then run over there and pull the rope and then run over here. Oh, hop, dang. Like do 10 burpees. It was one of them classes. So it was like kicking my butt. But I would see the dudes and the geese. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what that is, bro. That look a little next level. Yeah. Long story short, I got into it. Fell off, wasn't consistent, signed back up, wasn't consistent, yeah. fell off. So now I've been at it like a year, a little bit way more consistent. So like now I kind of like understand a little bit more. I get more into it more. So I, it's been about a good year. How often, are you, how often are you going? If you, if you four stripes, you. baby. Um, four stripes? I got four stripes on my white belt, big die. Hi! <laughs> um, <laughs> on a good week, bro, on a good, good, good week, it's, it's super rare. I don't think I've... I think only like once I went four days, but sometimes, bro, you're traveling, you're out of town, oh, yeah, man. you're on tour. That's the reason go, why I'm asking. And like, you go zero times <laughs> that week, but sometimes it might be like two, two or one, one, three, but, um, but it's cool because the more and more you go, it's like, it starts to little by little, yeah, yeah. you're starting to learn the vocabulary and the, the alphabet. You put yeah. words together, sentences, you're escaping better, you know, you're you're disciplined about like the underhook and you know get to your size yeah yeah your shrimp out to your hip and how you escape and it's super cool and um i wish i would have got into it sooner um uh, but i love it so everything you love in, it in due time at least at least you do love it i mean that's something uh, last guest uh that i had we we're just talking about that that's something that i actually 
have been really wanting to get into the the jujitsu, right? Only because, I mean, I love UFC. Who doesn't love UFC? Me encanta la lucha libre. Mm -hmm. Aunque dicen que es fake, it's real to me. Aunque sea, sí. you can super kick me lo que quieras. Yeah. It's still going to hurt you como quiera. Pero yeah. the jujitsu, that, that thing for me is something I want to try too. So that's cool. I didn't even know you, you did jujitsu. Yeah, and you, and you know what, man? Since you mentioned wrestling, I got super mad at my dad the other day. Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't athletic. Like, I wasn't, um, like, I messed around, joined a boxing gym for a little bit. But, like, I was never, like, fucking high school jock. I was, oh, like, well, the yeah. run, not going to try out for shit. I'm not going to make the team. Yeah. Anyway, I was telling my dad about my stripes on my white belt. And, he, and then I was telling him about some of the moves that they showed us. He's like, oh, he's like, you know, your grandfather used to wrestle. Like he he had came over to America for a little while and he learned on one of the job sites from a German dude. And I was like, all this time, my <laughs> somebody from my lineage, like new wrestling. New wrestling. And I was yeah. like, if I had that information prior, I probably would have joined in high school. Like, yeah. man, let me get on that wrestling team because I know I'm capable. Instead of yeah. just thinking like, oh, that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of um wrestling it's a form of grappling oh yeah so so if you look at the history of jiu-jitsu it goes back like if you look at like greco-roman wrestling freestyle wrestling like um lucha libre lucha libre it's yes, a whole sir. other thing yeah so basically there's a lot of things and concepts in common like there's some jiu-jitsu moves that really came from wrestling there's really? quite a bit there's quite a bit of wrestling involved in it whether it's like the um like the wizard wrestling up yeah yeah um certain things they do like the cradle where they cradle, like yeah, yeah. hit your leg up a lot of those concepts cradles uh the twister that's when they like it's like you end up with the dude right here yeah and you fucking pull that you're like twisting their spine you got das. yeah <laughs> you got the legs wrapped the twister there you go yeah the twister the banana split the banana even, split. that might even be a wrestling move <laughs> the banana split yeah because i know uh Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. he he had to take some jiu-jitsu classes, pero in Mexico. He I took see. some classes out there. Okay. So now it makes sense what you're talking about because there are some stuff that he does that he said that he took some jiu-jitsu classes just to get his cardiovascular up. Mm -hmm. Boy, brutal dictionary word. Big Cardio, word, big dog. Big word, baby. Uh, cardiovascular up, and he said, I started doing jiu-jitsu. And once he started doing jiu-jitsu, he started to see that there are moves that involve that he can bring to the wrestling ring. Yeah, and just body mechanics, bro. Like, like when you <clears throat> when you start to understand how the human body is made, bro. Like, like even pinning people, yeah, right. Like pinning people, you start to feel how your weight is distributed, how to apply more pressure, where to apply the pressure. Yeah. Like, there's a move called knee on belly, where basically you putting your knee on a on a solar plexus, yeah, and um. I got a, a private lesson from a black belt out of really? El pa Paso one time, and he showed me neon soul, where basically he knows how to <laughs> apply that pressure on that little square inch on your chest with his knee to where like you ain't going something anywhere. gonna come out from one end. Boop, boop. Something, <laughs> it's something gonna come out, and uh, and then I tapped off pressure one time off of a pin alone. It was in Cal Island, Texas. Um, at Gracie Baja, I did a, they showed me some love when I was doing shows in Corpus. Yeah, yeah. And we did like the private lesson and homeboy was like, all right, bro. So I know how to apply pressure like big time because this is my gym and I'm a black belt. So if you feel like you got to tap off pressure, 
I mean, that's cool. We ain't going to judge you. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I ain't never tapped <laughs> off pressure. Off pressure. And dog, they just know how to like sink in to where a 200 pound man feel like 350. And, uh, but it, it's super, it's super fun, man. My daughter, my daughter's in it. I'm going to put my other little daughter in it. And then, um, some of those moves, bro, could save your life. It could save like your kid, bro. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'll be seeing these messed up fights at these high school public schools. Oh, dude. Where, you know, or like girl fights. Yeah. Like where they grab them by the hair. Yeah. Ah. They grab the chongo and then now they just. Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, right. <laughs> With the sound effects. With the sound effects, baby. Or like if somebody's mounted, like they just on top of the kid, yeah. ground ah. and pound. Well, these days the teachers are, are getting hit upside the head. Bro. Yes. And I think it's honestly for me, I think the teacher should take some kind of <laughs> some self defense only because man, it, it's, it's horrible to say, right. But nowadays estos niños, bro. I mean, you got, I'm sure the teachers got to be careful. Like for they put hands on. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, for example, my buddy, one of my, my best friends, his wife is like a principal and she be having a breakup fights. So oh, no, he dude. already mentioned to me, he's like, yeah, I kind of want her to know some kind of little something, little self-defense. Here you go. Just in case one of them kids gets out of line and just tries to like go to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And act a fool. Um, but yeah, I, I nerd out about jujitsu big time on my podcast. Anytime, anybody who will listen, like it's one of those things where um, it's a really cool thing that I discovered because for many reasons but also like I, i'm into it so much i'm like i nerd out about yeah, it so yeah, much yeah. that like for example now i got a whole group of homies from san antonio that are jujitsu dudes they're not rappers they're not comedians they're not they're not even in show business bro they regular husbands fathers but we connect off of that shit off of that so Dude, that's cool man mm -hmm. that you're able to connect with different people like that yeah but man that's cool man i didn't i didn't know that el jujitsu el jujitsu el jujitsu Das. <laughs> hey bro. It's all about defense. <laughs> Mira, ahorita que estamos diciendo das. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I don't know how or what, but where did you ever think of sas? Right, el sas, das, <laughs> y todo eso, that's bro. how people talk. And that's that's puto. And that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's the truth, it's man. Just but just nobody ever just what's put it in the What's format. crazy is that because of you, people sas, sas. Mm -hmm. But in, in reality, Everyone's yeah. been talking like that. Everybody for, got a tío or somebody. Everybody's got a tío, tía, and sas, mira, ya está listo para el barbecue, vámonos. Like my babysitter, man, when she tells stories, I just be sitting there like, <laughs> like, bro, I need to tell my stories like that. Or like, le echan más crema. Le echan crema al taco, bro. Es que son de allá, sí, son de allá. Y pinche, y le dije. And like the hands are going, and and it's just natural. It's just that's yeah, how bro. They, how they grew up. Yeah, and that's what I like about about your videos, about when you do your voiceovers. My favorite voiceovers are the Canelo ones. Big cinema. Those, those are, my, <laughs> those are my, my favorite ones, dude. The first one that I saw, and I saved the clip, and I want everybody to listen to it, and it's just very short, but with this short clip, it made me super laugh, Cause, but this is not a voiceover. This is when you were doing, when they would transition, it would show the actual press conference, oh, the cut. and then yeah. it would go to the cut. 
So I want y'all to take a listen real quick. For my good friend, an amazing fighter, an amazing fighter, an amazing person inside and outside of the ring. My favorite fighter, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, la pelea realmente me agüité. Me agüité. Me agüité y sí se siente, pero bien gacho. Y no se pudo hoy. Este, mi conflace, algo pasó con mi conflace y en vez me dieron win con tortilla. No sé por qué le cambiaron, pero ya no había. Ya no había. Y mi chocomil ya no había tampoco. Y varias cosas ya no había. El pinche, el vato que iba a ir al mandado no fue. Pero puro win con tortilla y un gereray. Un gereray. Y es todo lo que hubo ese día. Bro, that's like my favorite clip, bro. <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite. That and was the post fight. That was after he lost to Mayweather. Yes, after he lost to Mayweather. Now, I did see that you went to uh, Canelo's fight recently. <clears throat> How was that experience, bro? Man. All right. So, my wife and I, we tried to make it like a weekend getaway. Yeah. Because I had a show the night before. Uh, Vegas, man, Vegas is crazy, bro. It's just so many people, so many events, so much traffic. Oh, yeah. So much going on down there. Weed is legal. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot going on. So we're out there in Vegas, and uh, we went to the, the weigh-in. The weigh -in. Big Cinnamon and Charlo. They had the weigh-in. Julio Cesar Chavez was there. And, like, people lose their minds. Um, we got to kick it with Big Boy all weekend. Big Boy's Neighborhood Radio. Nice. Radio Legend. Uh, worked with Michael Blacks Blackson, um, Tiffany Haddish, um, just a whole bunch of people, Paul Rodriguez, a whole bunch of people. And um, it was cool, man. It was cool. Bumping into people. Hey, man, yeah, yeah. you chingo bling. You know, like so many people from so many places were all in Vegas. Like there's people from Houston. You just see like Dallas people, just a lot of people oh, came yeah. in. But uh, the fight was cool, man. I mean, you know, it was a little boring of a fight because Humboldt kept running. But, but overall, the experience, the hard part is getting out of those big events. That's what I'm Like, you're trying to wait on your Uber. So you had to, of course, you're not going to take your own vehicle, right? You went you Ubering to the event, Ubering back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. I know that's exactly what I was going to ask you. I had, actually had that on my notes. It's different than going to a fight in Las Vegas. It's different than any arena in Houston, Texas, Dallas. There's just so many people. How long did it take you to get back to the hotel? Oh man, we had to like walk to the to like a whole other hotel after we left the T-Mobile Arena. So my wife said it was two miles in heels. <laughs> so according to her, it was two miles in two heels. Two miles, two miles. I don't think it was two miles. It might have been a mile. But like you gotta just walk, 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 trying to get to New York, New York, or the Uber. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you were to attend like an Astros game in Houston, that's one big stadium. Everybody's pouring out at once. People trying to get to their cars. Yes, it's going to be hectic. Yes, it's hard to get an Uber. When you're in Vegas, it's like Lady Gaga's crowd, U2. They just had this other thing. Like, Canelo ain't even the only thing no, happening. No, dude. There's so many different things happening. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you see the videos of the, the actual, um, como se llama? That sphere, lo que sea, in, in Las Vegas? Yeah, we drove past that sphere a bunch yeah. of times. And then I saw the images from inside. Look oh, trippy. Looks weird. Yeah, trippy. They you were with your head. They were in there switching it from uh they were like in a beach mm -hmm. and then the the song cued and then now they're like in outer space. That would trip me out, bro. Basically what's happening is they're taking the VR, putting it Immer yeah. Dude, it's immersing you in a simulation. 
that that's what it is. And what what did you think about uh yesterday? Did you get your little notification from from La Fema? Yeah, beep beep. Yeah, it started beeping. <laughs> started beeping. Yeah, I posted yesterday that I turned into a zombie. That's, Bro, there was a lot of people it, yeah. talking about it, it. As soon as it rings, the radiation's gonna feed onto you. Those who had the COVID shot was. That's it. You're gonna turn into the zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we know zombie apocalypse. Put the phone in your microwave, homie. <laughs> the only way you're gonna make it. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. When that bitch rang, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, I forgot. I was like, quick to the microwave. Run, run, run. Yeah. Damn, then, I should have known. Today was the day. Dang, bro. October four. Did you see those uh, other people from Mexico? What they were doing? Mm-mm. The tias and tias. Oh, they do. They were wrapping it in foil. Foil. Did, did they really? They were wrapping it in foil. But you know what though, bro? Um, it all sounds crazy. Like looking back, oh, nothing happened. Like I ah, fucking conspiracy theory. Like the way I look at shit, bro. Not only do you have like, I feel like there's already warfare. Oh, like, there warfare is, bro. is happening. So a lot of people, once you kind of view it through that lens, just the misinformation alone is a form of warfare. Oh yeah, it's information war. Just like in Vegas, they hacked the uh, the casino. I forget which one, MGM. That's like cyber war. That might be like a test run. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, so even though nobody did turn to a zombie, oh, even, though, yeah, even yeah. though maybe it didn't do nothing, it's almost like that alone is a test. See who, <laughs> really. No, like, yeah, bro, I get you. Because the, de- the, the, the way the devil works, it's all lies, chaos, disorder, and confusion. Oh, so yeah. the more confusion and miscommunication, the better. It's like, ha, ha, ha. They are running around. They're running around, yeah. And, and, and I think that's what was happening. And I actually was texting my family about that. This is just another form of fear that the enemy likes to put inside of our minds. And what was happening yesterday? People were freaking out. Hey, go over here, go over there, do this, do that. And that's exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to form a case of fear in everybody, uh, not just here, all over. So people were running around putting wrapping it in foil, like I'm gonna turn it off and I'm gonna leave it inside and it's just another form of fear. And and also too though, it's like um there's so many things that sounded or they would call they would call certain things conspiracy theories, which there's a long list of them holes that's like no, we dude. told you. We told you it didn't come from suit. We told you it was from a lab. You know what I mean? We told you this shit wasn't safe. We told you there was going to be side effects. We tried to tell you about this. We Look at what's going on here. Look at New York. I'm trying to tell you, like, it's happening everywhere, and they doing it on purpose. What What's happening to you, they doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? This was happening in your community. Oh, yeah, man. Your crime is going to do this. Your taxes are going to do this. Like, I tell people all the time, like, oh, like my sister, uh, she was looking into a new vehicle. She was like, hey, um, she was asking me some stuff about Tahoe's. And I was like, well, gas about to go up yeah. because I pay attention to the economics of like, oh, they're not going to want to drill. They're saying they're going to cancel more uh, leasing drills in Alaska. I was like, OK, that means less supply for the demand. That means gas about to go up again. Yeah. So I just factor that shit in. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. And I, I, I tell people is that you have to kind of be mindful of your surroundings, right? Kind of think of those things, right? But again, don't let fear get into yeah, your mind, man, facts. because it, it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest thing that I've told people all the time, right? And I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, don't, I don't do it to choke it down your throat and tell you like, oh, you need God. He's, uh-huh. you know, he's going to do it. But my job yeah. here is to do that. Good. And for him to take away that fear, he's the only one that can do that. And 
It's like you just said, I love what you just said. It's just, he's playing games. He's playing games. And before you know it, it's going to be animosity towards one another. And that's not me saying it. It says it in the mm -hmm. scripture. That oh, we're, yeah. We're going to turn on one another. Mm -hmm. And only, only the ones that are faithful until the very end mm -hmm. will inherit. So I saw, you know, I agree a thousand percent. And uh, that's big homie talk right there. Yeah. I think I saw a quote. It was attributed to Deion Sanders. Where it was like his picture. And, you know, yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. if he really said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it basically, the text was like, like, I done partied with the best. I done been here. I done had this. I done did this and yada, yada. And it's like, but at the end of the day, nothing's going to give you that true fulfillment, you know, than just the basic day one. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I totally agree uh, with you, man. I totally agree with you. That's why there's so many miserable, famous people, miserable, rich yeah. people uh, that take all their blessings for granted and and they're no matter how much stuff they have how much money they make they're still lonely miserable don't have love they want every they want to please everybody yeah. they don't know who they are they're lost hell yeah they're lost man and i totally agree with you and i couldn't agree with you more so right now we're actually it's going to hit a commercial break we're going to go on a short commercial break and after this we're going to get into some more stuff uh sure. i got some questions for you little question segment uh so guys if you have it here in san antonio texas and you haven't done your taxes hit my boys up at jd associates loc they can get your bookkeeping and tax services done they're right here and shout out to edwards flooring they can also take care of your flooring make your casita look mas bonita uh so guys we'll be right back with chingo bling right after this short commercial break what's up san antonio are you needing to get your taxes or your bookkeeping services done then head on over to JD Associates LOC, bookkeeping and tax services. Guys, you can find JD Associates LOC on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can give them a call at 210-816-0357, or you can head on over to JD Associates LOC with your abuelita and your 99 Chevy Impala, que le está faltando un poquito de paint job, pero you're going to get your taxes, my friend. Head on over to 4702 West Avenue, number 8, San Antonio, Texas, zip code 78213. Now, once you do get your taxes and you get your refund back and you want to say, hey, you know what? I want to get some stuff done there in my house. Well, guess what? Let's get some flooring done on Edwards Flooring Services. Guys, you can find Edwards Flooring Services on Facebook, on Instagram. You can give them a call at 210-702-8297. Or you can head on over there again with your abuelita to 1246 South Hackberry Street, San Antonio, Texas, zip code 78210. Guys, please do not do your flooring with the guy who has got just one eye. Or please, el tío Panchito, no more. Go ahead and call Edwards Flooring Services and get your flooring done for your casita. Guys, Edwards Flooring Services, JD Associates, LOC, official sponsors for Del Local Podcast. He ain't got to do all that. And he, like his face is like, <laughs> like all like right here. And I'm just like, like I didn't move back, not a hair. Like I'm already looking at the fireplace that's behind him. You know what I mean? How I'm going to trip him. Like a, a gang of shit. <clears throat> that's, that's the bad thing though about being jiu-jitsu having a couple stripes is you start like you used to be at an airport like especially me because i'm like high a lot of times to where your imagination gets going and you're just like all right we're on like everybody that's coming on the plane like all right how are they going to like fucking dizzo and equalizer and be like i'm gonna break your leg i'm gonna break your arm keep it up 
like, something. You. Flip you. I'm going to break your arm. I'm going to break your leg. Or trip you. Something. Trip you. I'm going to do what I got to do. Trip you so I can run away. Trip you so I can run away. Puro Feria team. Jiu-Jitsu style, baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to go into uh, a question segment here. And let me get my notas here called Bien Blingis. Bien Blingis. Chingo Bling, Bien Blingis. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go to the question segment. Uh, a couple of questions. There is uh, one question here from a fan here that I have, and it's a friend of mine. So we'll get into that as well. But right now we're about to go into Bien Blingis. <clears throat> Alright, so the first one here, of course, that I think everybody wants to know. Where does the name Chingo Bling come from? <clears throat> the name was born when uh, I was doing some skits on for some albums for some some artists here in town mm-hmm. and i had a bunch of different like just ideas and voices and characters and scenarios like man pretend i'm trying to sign you and or pretend you walk into the uh into the convenience store but i'm like the clerk like just trying to use my imagination to paint a picture and i remember um when i when i was doing one particular skit i hear them laughing through the through the door of the studio and i like i exit the booth and i'm like all right when I do that one, that's Chingo Bling. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that, that right there, that was Chingo Bling. And they're like, say it again? I was like, Chingo Bling. They're like, ah, they were laughing like, what the hell is that? They're like, that sounds so weird. Like, that dude, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, I know I got something. And I like it because it's like, like kind of bilingual, but it's got a little bit of hip hop in yeah, it. Yeah, like, and it. And it's... Like, you know, my government name, like, that's cool and everything. And then sometimes I'd be wanting to brand, like, my regular name. And, uh, but at the same time, you know how, like, for example, when you're going to put Ice Cube in a movie, like, he doesn't always go by his government name. Oh, yeah. He's still Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. So it's one of those things, I guess. One of those. So that's how the name of Chingo Bling was born. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, perfect. So the second question that I got here for you is... What's the biggest regret of your carrera? If you have yeah. a regret. <clears throat> um, uh, I mean, there's like, there's like situations where you go right instead of going left. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I, I just love where I'm at to where, you know, there was never really like a big loss. And, and if anything, like you avoided that risk like sometimes sometimes people trip out like when you're when you're popping and everybody wants a piece of you and i guess there was a point in time where like houston had a big spotlight with the the rap thing and all the labels were trying to sign people and like mike jones is blowing up they're looking for you know who's this paul wall guy what about slim thug who else can we sign or source magazine's doing a thing so like i started getting all these um cool opportunities so like I'm down to hop on a song with Nori and do Mazmaiz and fly to New York, be in a video. Like I'm down to go to Jay Prince's ranch for a Source magazine yeah. photo shoot. But when it starts coming down to like 
hey man we're in miami you got to sign this paper like here's the deal or like hey we're in new york or like we're in la like hey want you to meet the label or hey master p's calling or hey p diddy's trying to see if you're gonna do the deal or not and that's where it gets tricky because how do you look up to all these people yeah like all these people inspired you and you respect what they do but at the same time it's like bro I don't know if I want to put my whole life and career and just you start looking at some of these contracts. Yeah. I remember one time they offered me a, I don't want to say the name of the shoe line, but there was like a independent up and coming like shoe thing. And they were hooking up some rappers with like these contracts and all the rappers were trying to act like, you know, I got my own edition or like I own a piece of this oh, company. I see. Exactly. So, so I was meeting with the, the head owner people. And I'm looking at the contract. I already had my red, my red pin out. Yeah, like yeah. I had already read it in advance, printed it, and I came with notes. So we're there having lunch, and I'm like, all right, well, look. Because they're like, what's up, man? We're going to do some shit. And I was like, all right, well, look. It says it's a three-year contract, but there's three or four options on it, option to renew. Meaning this really going to be a potentially a 12-year deal because of these options you know what i'm saying yeah, and that, yeah. at that point they're just kind of like oh fuck he knows how to read yeah he knows how to read like he knows what that he means. just didn't no no you actually went home and read it so now mm -hmm. that you read it and you came home and you give him those options hey napos this is what i got this is mm -hmm. how it's gonna or like be. damn bro it's 12 years bro what yeah like based on what i'm getting <laughs> yeah yeah did, would you sign this for yeah. that for 12 years you know it's like yeah, they start thinking about it, and now they're kind of... Now you're difficult to work with. Now you're difficult to work <laughs> with, and then now they're, like, kind of pumping the brakes and taking or four like, or five yeah. steps back. Or, you like, know? nah, let's just give it to somebody else, bro. Yeah, we'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> All right, cool. So this question comes uh, from my good friend uh, Gilly from uh, his presser print. Shout out to Gilly. So he said, thoughts on the Mexican OT. So this is him saying, up and coming, killing the rap game. He says he feels Chingo Bling's style was inspired in a way to the way OT dresses. What do you think about that? Louis Vuitton umbrella when I walk in the ring. chicken like Boy, boy, he raked that. That line alone. Louis Vuitton umbrella when I walk in the ring. Shit. We're both featured on a song. And I'm, I'm just hoping that that song comes out. Like, man, come yeah. on, bro. What are we doing? Release the song already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that song. But um, he was featured on it. I'm featured on it. And um, no, I think I think he's cool. I think he's dope. I, I, you know what I'm really impressed by? A couple things. This man did a backflip on stage, bro. A backflip? A, a real deal gymnastics backflip. Wow. Where I, if anything, I'm upset where I'm on his social media and I'm like, why y'all ain't posting the backflip? They, they didn't post the backflip? I don't think so. Because I'm like, yo, I don't know whose account <laughs> posted the backflip. And I was like, I was like, dog. Like, I mean, I, I, I nerd out. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Th I think it's cool that he's into a uh, big L. I, you know, I think he's doing great. That's awesome. And, I, and people bring up the whole comparison thing just because we're both Mexican, we're both from Texas, and he rocks the hat and the boots. Oh, yeah. Even though our styles are different. Yeah, yeah. So you got to look at styles, too. The it's, styles, it's, yeah. You got to look at styles, not always just outfits or whatever. I get you, man. I get you. <clears throat> All right. So we already went through that one. Pero I don't know if you are, if you're not. 
Pero, are you a Prende la Vela Dallas Cowboys fan? Yes my, or no? My Tio Juventino is a huge, diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah. I was a huge fan of the Oilers growing up. Really? And the Texans are cool as well. But when I was a kid, bro, when like before I discovered like girls and uh, music business, you know what I mean? When you're just a little kid and you're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. outside and playing with your friends, like, oh my God, like, dude. And plus, like, <laughs> the Oilers had a squad. <laughs> Yeah. The Houston Oilers had a squad, bro. Like squad, Ernest, y'all, yeah. you might have been too young, but like Ernest Givens, Chris Dishman, Warren Moon, Bubba McDowell. I mean, at one point, Eric uh, Earl Campbell, you know, Bruce Matthews. We had linemen, todo carnal. We had everything. <laughs> everything you had. That was a squad. Team was set. Yeah, the colors was lit. The Oilers colors, bro. All in colors. Oilers starter jacket. Nobody shut up. <laughs> Nobody shut up. So then, do you, you watch NFL? Of course, right? Is there um, is there a team that 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 you go for right now, or you you can't really say like ah, I I I like them, but I'm not too much well, of a fan. I just watch them. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like I haven't I haven't been um, being a sports fan. Besides, like keeping track with like MMA. And oh like, yeah, oh, that dude's dope. Damn, bro. Now that I kind of understand a little bit more, like now some of the athletes that I follow are like jujitsu people. You know what I'm saying? Where you study their journey. Um, I'm really more into that, but <laughs> but I have been kind of studying for some of these skits that we've been doing with Theo Hooven. I have been kind of like keeping a little bit more with the Cowboys to where it's kind of like, Cowboys, baby. that's kind of what it requires. You, yeah, got, yeah, you yeah. kind of got to like really immerse yourself and kind of really be vested and spend the time yeah. to like watch the plays to be like, oh, like for example, studying Canelo so much for like watching his interviews to do the voiceovers. Yeah. Like that dude, bro, if you really just dedicate a little bit of time to listen to his answers and watch his interviews, like I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, that, how amazing is it that somebody at, at when he was really, really young discovered this is what boxing does for me. The discipline that is necessary and required for boxing has made me who I am. The fact that he arrived at, at that thought, like nothing, you know, obviously besides God, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Of you don't want to make boxing your God. But like yeah. the fact that he says, like, everything else is going to kind of come second because this is what I love. I'm happy doing boxing. I, I have the hungry carnal. Like, he loved, like he lo it's just yeah. somebody to really uh, take notes from and admire and respect and follow because there's something to be said about discipline. Like he's always talking about his discipline, my skill, and that anybody, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're a barber, DJ, uh, a plumber, anything. Yeah. Just as a human, having good discipline you know, discipline equals freedom. Like, so, like I, I try to preach this stuff to my kids, you know, like you got to be disciplined. You got to do the stuff you don't want to do. Like if you want to be a good student, you got to have good study habits. Yeah. You got to set aside some time to study hard. Don't be laying on your bed trying to read your book. You know what I mean? Don't have <laughs> your phone right there. So I think there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. All right, then. Fair enough. And I, honestly, I've been seeing your skits more of you going with the, you know, if you want to say you're the commentator for the Dallas Cowboys going mm -hmm. over the plays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense of uh, you you doing your studying 
uh, of Canelo, the Cowboys, and any other character that you do, which I'm going to jump down, and that was one of my questions that I had here for you. So making your skits, um, how many video, how many characters in total does Chingo Bling, how many have you created, if you want to say? <clears throat> oh, man, I don't know. I don't know, but right now we're just focusing mainly, like on social media, we're hitting them with Theo Juve, El Mamado, and Big Cinnamon. Big Cinnamon. Yeah. Those are the main ones right now. But like in the past, like I might do like a generic dad, or I, I did this uh, Lefty Larry guy for a little while. That was kind of weird. Um, I mean, throughout the years, on skits and everything else, I don't know, bro. No? Because there's so many <laughs> mixtapes and no say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So this one should be pretty easy. And I know right now we started the podcast and you said you're a little sleepy. So you still have, you needed a little bit of memes. No, I'm good. I'm awake. It was just, you know. <clears throat> I get it. I get it. Hot. Um, breakfast taco guy or poodle street tacos? Are you kind of a guy that eats tacos in the morning or you prefer lunch, dinner to be street tacos? <clears throat> Oof. Damn, that's probably the hardest question I've ever. Like, if you, it's almost like you're asking me to divorce myself from tacos. Like, you're banning tacos from one part of the day. It's right. like, you can only have them. That's a good question, man. Um, I guess I'll go with, like, dinner tacos. Dinner tacos? Only because you have a lot more options. Yeah. You know, normally with breakfast tacos, it's going to be some huevo involved and maybe some type of bacon or papas, yeah. chorizo, something like that, jamón. But, uh... With dinner, boy, you could do a lot. Okay, so in Houston, mm -hmm. the breakfast tacos are as is it as important as it is here in San Antonio? Because here in San Antonio, breakfast tacos, I mean any place that has tacos, they're popping by five in the morning all the way till about ten. So is it about the same thing in Houston, H Town or I think here it's it's gonna be bigger because it's a bigger part of y'all's identity. Yeah. It's a bigger part of like the brand of San Antonio, uh, where people take pride in that shit. Yeah, man. Whereas in Houston, it's just kind of like a thing. It's just kind of like, well, yeah, who you know who doesn't like breakfast tacos? Yeah, like, yeah. Why wouldn't you like tortillas? Of course, all the time. Why not? <laughs> why not? It's a it's a good vehicle to transport food. In of your course. Mind. All right, cool. So you, we'll just say street tacos. Yeah, street mm -hmm. tacos. Okay, cool. So, of course, this one, I don't know if it'll be easy for you or not because you've made so many videos over a, a certain amount of years. But is there one video in particular that you can say this is like my all-time favorite video because of what I had to do to make that video and how many views I got from that video? But is there one video in particular that you have or a skit that you were thinking about and like, man, this one's going to hit. This one's going to be super funny. And to this day, it's like your favorite one. Like you go back uh -huh. on it and think about it. Um, there's a few that hit really big that was kind of like capturing lightning in a bottle. Like the Toy Story one um, where like I didn't even put it on my YouTube at first. I, I literally just put that Toy Story voiceover at, on the landing page of my website. So anytime somebody went to chingobling.com, it was just kind of there and it says enter. Just to kind of show you like... I'm making silly shit. Welcome, <coughs> welcome to the Chingoverse. Yeah, yeah, welcome yeah. Welcome to my world. But somebody had the wherewithal to like rip it and went and put it on YouTube. 
So really it spread because of that person, whoever that was that created a channel and took that shit off my website. And then from there we were like, oh shit, people really dig it. Um, but to answer your question, I remember one time, I'm trying to remember, because we just keep it moving. We oh, don't, yeah, we yeah. don't really like sit there and just be like wow no we, yeah we I did know. such a good job no i noticed but that yeah we were somewhere and somebody mentioned um the canelo video right before the one you just played at the yeah beat. yeah and they were like dude this is my favorite one dude let's like let's watch it and crack up and i must have been in a really good mood and i was just like like all right yeah fuck it pull it up just for like memory lane yeah yeah and and we're watching it and i was just sitting there cracking up because i had forgotten <laughs> I had forgotten all the stuff we had said on there. And I'm just like, bro, this is so, wow, really? And I'm just like giggling, like, bro, I can't believe I said that. Um, so it's fun. I like that people get to uh, uh, get a laugh and get to see a little bit of our creativity and just, you know, the way my mind kind of works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes random stuff could be fun. Yeah. No, and I and I get that. And I mean, <clears throat> I asked this question only because I know it was going to be a hard one because you've made, you're making videos all the time. You're always working and making, trying to make that one last video funnier than the first one, this one, that one. So I get it, man. But uh, just so you know, the Canelo ones are the ones that, I think those are the ones that blow up the most. And for me personally, only because people can relate to them because now that Canelo wants to speak English, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> you yeah. the way you say it, bro, Everybody. it's like... <laughs> It's on point, dude. Like, super on point, man. And you know what? Um, when I was making the transition from just like, you're only a rapper. You're only a funny rap. You only do parodies. That's all you do. You know, like trying to jujitsu my way out of that box. There you go. The Canelo skit on Facebook, that's when I felt like I was able to escape. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I freed my leg up <laughs> a little bit to where people are like oh who is this guy so now we're reaching new people and then bringing back old people, old people who have bounced and then showing people like wait there's more to this dude like what else can he create yeah and that's good that you you're diverse and you're able to get into the metaverse como el doctor strange ahorita who is that got, doctor strange oh doctor strange doctor strange okay pero nosotros we say doctor strange uh-huh Doctor Strange. There are some people here in San Antonio who are estranged también, yeah. pero they can't do all the, you know, yeah, the, the magic. At the quick trip at 2 a.m. off, off 410 North, <laughs> by 281 North. There, yeah. There's some estranges there. Estranged characters by the, by the pork rind. <laughs> by the pork rind and what are you doing? Yeah. Come, Come on, on, sir, you can't be in here. Oh, why not? Because you never pay for your stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah y luego we, van corriendo. They take we, off running. Yeah, we end up at that quick trip a lot after the shows. Um, laugh out loud comedy. Yeah. Club. Mm -hmm. There you go. QT, shout out to QT. QT's my snack shop right there, baby. Size. Love it. All right. So next question is Who's your one person that you would love to collaborate with one day? Mm, um maybe like Cat Williams. Cat? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cat Williams. Somebody like that. That'd be a good one. Yeah, Cat Williams. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be perfect if you guys were to collab. That'd be dope. I think that'd be awesome if y'all would too. Mm -hmm. All right, so you this will probably be super easy for you. Did you ever watch growing up Sábado Gigante or any Spanish soap operas shows while at home with your parents, abuelitas, tías, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Siempre en domingo. 
Rosa Salvaje. Like, you know, it was always, first of all, those weekend shows, it just took up the entire day. Like, it was always on, like, ah, oh, damn, this shit's still on. <laughs> you know? And then, obviously, like, Chespirito. I still pull up Chespirito. Bro, Chespirito. I, dude, somebody like me, like, that's where I be trying to sometimes do my research. Like, sometimes I'll just sit there with the kids because, um, <clears throat> you know, on YouTube, on your TV, sometimes the kids, they want to, I want to want to watch that. It's like, look. This might be something that the whole family can enjoy. Can enjoy, yeah, yeah. Because that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. And uh, Chespirito's such a genius to where you're like, bro, this was masterfully done. And we're sitting here watching this, like, sketch that he wrote. And you're seeing the jokes of, you know, all the jokes that he's putting in there and the characters. And the, the if yeah, people bro. don't really, like, the quality and the level of, acting that these people were doing dude you got to go back and appreciate it you have to because again they were already making they were already ahead of their time he was already making sketches he was writing things down whatever he would think about he would write down and then bring to the table so to be able to see it bro it's funny it's mm -hmm. hilarious mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if you can't laugh but there's just something strange about you también. that's how he got the name it was like they were calling him shakespeareito like yeah, Shakespeare. shakespeareito yeah and it and it started sounding like chespirito yeah well, the theme song that he has comes from an actual symphony song. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Really? Yeah. If you were to look up um, Chavo del Ocho original song, it'll come up as an orchestra song. I don't know mm -hmm. from the top of my head mm -hmm. what it's called, but if you listen to it, it starts off with a violin and a piano. Is he from Mexico City? Uh, Chespirito? Yeah. Yeah. Mexico City, it's no wonder. I mean, it's such a mecca of art and like Dude. culture and everything. It's no wonder that like their stand up scene is blowing up. I mean, they've they've produced so many icons, everything from uh, like Julio Cesar Chavez, you know, just that's why like all the rock bands want to go there. Oh, yeah, dude, they want to go there, man. They want to go there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so cool. That's a big yes. So the other thing I want to get into is, of course, We've been uh, seeing it here lately. Pero, ¿qué piensas de los, uh, if you want to say the extraterrestrial? Los, eh, los alianos. Yeah, marcianos. Um, a la madre, that shit scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I mean, Boy. honestly, bro, like, just the fact that our government is telling us, oh, there's aliens. I don't believe it, bro. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, if there are some, it's not the ones they're showing us. Right? You know what I mean? It, Especially the ones that they just came out from Mexico. Did you see that? Era como un pastel. Bro, like se little, miraban como unos tres leches cake. <laughs> yeah, bro, come on. That's the way it looked to me. That's the way it looked to me. But yeah. the when they came out, I don't mean to scare you, but they probably, mm -hmm. they probably had this song playing in the back. It was just a big old distraction. There might have just been some stuff going on. Like the Epstein <laughs> client list was finna come out or something, and you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. our our government was about to get into more trillions of dollars worth of debt, something crazy, to where they're like, man, just tell them, or people starting to ask questions about elections, like, hey man, why don't why don't we do it this way? And can't they hack these machines? They probably like, nah, you know what? Bust out the aliens. Bust them out, baby. Scare them with some aliens. Scare them. Pero qué es eso? I mean, if they told us they were coming out of Middle Earth. Then maybe I might entertain the idea. There you go. All right. 
I'm waiting for them to say like, all right, y'all, dinosaurs are fake, bro. My bad. <sighs> Don't say that, bro. Porque Jurassic Park is my my movie favorito, bro. Eso me encantó, bro. So I don't know if you've seen this thing going on in Mexico City since we were just talking about in Mexico City. La monja. Have you seen that 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 girl who's dressed up as a nun that's on the actual? It's like a spinning miracle round for adults, and it's just spinning. And she made it famous because it's spinning and they got like this song playing that's like a EDM Latin song mm -hmm. and she's just dancing in the middle. And this thing is spinning like, I don't know how fast it's spinning. She's just jumping and dancing while she's dressed as the nun. Oh, that's freaky. Have you seen that? No, I have not seen that. No? Mm -mm. So she's becoming, she's blowing up right now. So the, it, her identity just recently became revealed. She's a younger girl, but she said that she had the idea based on from the movie which I don't recommend, right? Mm. It looks scary. Yeah. Um, playing around with the occult. Uh, yeah, you're playing. You're going to open a door that you don't want to open. You invite uh, spirits. There you go. So she took it upon herself and she did it as a joke. Mm. Somebody dared her to do it. So when she did it, people recorded her that one time. And now at that little feria, if you want to say, that they have, she's always there. And there's a crowd that watches her just jump in the middle of that spinning merry-go-round that's going in circles dude okay i don't know how fast that thing is going but like later on today just look up la monja just look her up and you'll see what i'm talking about like she's going like fast 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 and she's just jumping in the middle and everyone's like that everyone's jumping and screaming and she's just jumping in the middle not even falling down nothing nothing there's gonna be one mm -hmm. day where she's just gonna or not yeah yeah but she's blowing up she's blowing up crazy and i don't know if you had seen that video or not but when i was thinking about it i said you know what chico blink could probably do a parody of this dang thing here but something to do with like a tortilla or i don't know dude because there's some people trying to make parodies right now of it but they're not no están pegando tanto but i don't know if you've yeah. seen it Maybe, maybe Theo Hooven might do something with her, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to watch it first to you really got to, man. give you an opinion, but yeah, it, yeah. it just sounds to me like, like, okay, you messing around with the occult. Oh, dude. So like, does she try to look demonic or something? No, 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 no. Oh, She's okay. just wearing the mascara. It, oh. It's just the thing. Okay. When uh, you see the pictures that they, you know how on uh, TikTok and YouTube, you put your, you know, your thumbnails and all that stuff. The way they put it, they put the actual lady. So people weren't clicking it because they're like, Ay, mm. what, what are you doing? But then when they click it, they're like, ah, it's this, it's this lady. How can I go? <laughs> what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. El estomago. We're, we're hearing noises. <laughs> we're la hearing noises. La monja. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're Hoy? drilling something. Are they drilling? estos. All right. So those are all the questions that I had for you today in Bien Blingis. Bien Blingis, we were here Bien Blingis, okay? I got a DJ gig coming up. I might need that song. Yeah, bro, and you know what? That song, I actually looked up, uh, Sabado, talking about Sábado Gigante, I looked up Sábado Gigante's playlist and that's one of the songs that they would play during the show. Really? Yes. Which song is that one? So this one here, I don't remember oh. the name of the title, but we'll, I'll okay. tell you right after. 
But uh, it's got all the song lists, like, I guess that he would play at the show. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, that sounds like a Chingo Bling kind of deal right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, mira, aquí, aquí lo traigo, mira. ¿Cómo se llama? Ay, 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 que el tirano, que le dice el Instagram, el que toca la trompeta, cuando alguien lo hace mal. Ay, 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 que el tirano, que le dice el Instagram, el que toca el chacal, la trompeta, el chacal. cuando alguien lo hace mal. Fuera, yeah. el chacal. That was a crazy so that, show. That, dude, it was a crazy show. That was a crazy show. I used to like the games that they would play. Mm-hmm. You know, they would freaking put that 20-foot pole and put a briefcase up there and put the pole in kerosene and... A ver, ¿qué puede subir aquí? Tenemos Altimobile 95, Honda, y ¿Quién se va a ganar el Altima? Oh man, I miss that show, man. It's good. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll just watch that show, just to see it, man. It, it's hilarious. That show was hilarious, way ahead of its time. That was like the Ellen DeGeneres of that era, if you want to say. Which Damn. we don't want to say, but uh, anyways, uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> That's a whole rabbit hole. But uh, we got you in here, man, and I'm super excited that you were able to come again. I'm a big fan. First of all, before Thanks. having you as being the host. And uh, what I want to know personally is what's going to be next for Chingo Bling is when is this going to end? You're going to keep going until ya se apaga el motor or like what, what do you think? What's going to happen? Well, I haven't thought all the way to the apaga el motor part <laughs> uh, only because like we know we're not going to run out of material. We know we're not going to run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to run out of energy because we know how to manage that. Um, I'm excited about like stand up. I'm excited about touring. Um, all the social media stuff's picking up. <coughs> I, I might have been shadow banned for a little while yeah, or yeah. something. And uh, my buddy Juan Perez, he's really like fixing up that whole department, like just making sure it's optimal and smooth. And we're like accomplishing the goals of reaching people and everything. So, you know, a lot of confidence, man. Like everything's just going great. Um, the performance in Vegas went well. Went, went well. The feedback after the shows, you know what I mean? It's awesome. Been dude. doing stand up nine years, so um, it, it's a cool art form. Like last night, yeah, yeah. Last night we we're hanging out in Houston. Checked out uh, some of the buddies had a show. Uh, Cam Bertrand and Davy Jacks, Average Joey, they had a show, and it, it's a really cool scene and it's a cool art form. So. But yeah, man, I think I, I just see big things, bro. Big because, things, yeah. Because we were in Vegas and we were just like kicking it with like super successful show business people. It's awesome, you know I mean? man. Like Tiffany Haddish, like what's up? You know what I mean? They're all down to earth. That's and they, cool, dude. And they all respect what we do. And at the same time, it's like, man, you over here in three, four, five movies, you know? And chilling here with me. Yeah, we're all on the dude. same lineup. We're all backstage. You know what I mean? We're all performing. Um, and then I got to reach so many new people. So I, I'm just very excited. That's cool, man. And that's the only reason why I wanted to ask, because I know you got, you still got a lot in the tank. Mm-hmm. I know you did that you do, and there's big things coming for you, man. And uh, for those, what's your next show, basically, if you want to uh, say? I know you said it's here in San Antonio. San Antonio. Do you, uh, and then after that, you're doing Texas all over? or or We've been hitting all the cities throughout the year. So I already did Dallas. I already did El Paso. I already did Austin. I already did Corpus. Uh, we might do Corpus again. We already did Houston, House of Blues. So San Antonio, October 12th through the 15th, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. Uh, I heard they just uh, renovated 
and revamped it. It's six shows in a couple of days. So six shows, yes, six sir. shows. So all my people in San Antonio always show love. Tickets are already selling. Um, it's gonna be like a family reunion, bro. Yeah, it's, it's my people. So perfect, man. Mm-hmm. That's super cool, man. Well, uh, right now we're already running on uh, short on time because I know you, you're a busy gentleman, and I don't want to keep you here any much longer. Uh, but I appreciate you, man, for for touring. Uh, you know, joining me today. It's yeah. uh, for me, honestly, I just want to tell you right now, for me, this is a big honor for me as Likewise. being as uh, as huge as you are and taking the time to come and be here in my podcast. I'm Thanks very appreciative of it. I'm like very, very appreciative. And again, shout out to Chonai. Chonai is the one who was the plug for this and uh, reached out to me and said, hey, what do you think about Chingo Bling? Yeah, let's bring him. Let, let's see what we can do. Uh, but yeah, guys, I, I got to work with her recently for sure. Shout out to Chonai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done a, a set together before? Stand up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, South Padre Island, she did really well. She killed it. She was working the lashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She, she had the crowd going. Yeah, which is good, man. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode number 45. I appreciate you guys so very much. I know you want more, pero el chingo bling, he's a busy bee. A very busy bee. Ahorita, ahorita, trae, ahorita trae una línea allá afuera para autographs. No nice. se yeah. uh, But uh, guys, I appreciate you guys so very much. And this is just a friendly reminder, guys. If you're going through anything or you're facing anything, you can call on to Jesus Christ and he can help you out. Uh, this is just a friendly reminder is that God loves you. Dios te ama. God loves you, my friend. He loves you very much. And I know he's got big plans for you. And uh, guys, thank you so very much for tuning in. Thank you, Chingo Bling, for being here uh, this afternoon on a Thursday afternoon. And guys, this episode will be out Monday. So by the time you're listening to this, Monday is going to start off very good with Chingo Bling and Mr. Joe Local Podcast. It'll be out 6 in the morning, Monday morning. So you guys want to stay tuned for that. Uh, stay tuned for episode number 46. You don't want to miss that one either. Guys, thank you so very much. Remember, guys, God loves you. Dios te ama. Dios ama a todos ustedes. And I will see you on the very next episode. Estás escuchando The Loco Podcast. Loco Podcast.